Don't make me turn this podcast around. You're listening to the Reno Dads podcast. We're dads talking about dad stuff. We're doing the dad thing in the biggest little city in the world, Reno, Nevada. But we're talking about things that all dads and parents can relate to. We'll share fatherly war stories, discuss manly things, and even get into the tender moments of fatherhood. We want you to be a part of the conversation, so join us and listen in. Oh, and be warned, dad jokes ahead. So uh, welcome to the next episode of Reno Dads. We've got a, another special guest for us this week. We're really excited to have a new, a new contributor here at uh, at Reno Dads. Very exciting, uh, Mike Draper, who just joined us, uh, uh, I guess, in the last couple of weeks. So yeah, yeah. I'm, I couldn't be more excited. Yeah. So um, so Mike, how did you how did you kind of find the Reno? I know we've been promoting a lot of folks, but how did you kind of uh, decide you wanted to come on board? So I've been a fan of Reno Dads for the last couple of years. Um, I've crossed paths uh, or attended some of the events. There was a, a daddy daughter hairstyling class. At, oh my gosh, yeah, that was great. Uh, Paul Mitchell last, I think, about a year ago, right now. Oh yeah. And uh, we had a blast, and and so I've always been a fan. I think it's a great outlet for uh, just you you know to to promote. To, to empower people to be a dad and right. so I've, I've loved it so the fact that um uh, it was very fortuitous that uh mike and david reached out and asked if i'd love to contribute i think i've got a, a slightly different perspective than most people do and i'm, I'm ha- happy and excited to share that so yeah i think you and i probably have a little bit in common that way being single dad um yeah so what's your what, what do you think you're what are you going to focus on you think when you write i you know i think one of the things for me is there's there's no right way to be a dad right and i think that's one of the things i love about uh, reno dads is it's it's not a preachy sort of self-help guide it's a it's a whatever dads comes in all shapes and sizes and however you're a dad share some of those stories and lessons you've learned i've learned a lot of lessons the hard way and i think those are going to be the 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 stories that i share is the hard way they're funny you know i've got great kids who make it easy for me to be a dad but hopefully if i can just from the standpoint of sometimes it's not pretty sometimes it's not uh it's not what you read about in a book right and that's fine yeah yeah i totally agree i think um you sort of end up on this journey um it surprises you sometimes i think more than anything else it it does and if you're open to it i mean you can learn from your kids so much you can learn from it's just like any relationship if you're listening and it's a two-way street i think it really helps you be better so yeah, so uh, tell me a little bit about um, uh, some of the. I think you've been thinking about a couple of articles. I know that you got a couple teed up. So what's uh, what's on the on the radar for well, us? For, for me, it's it is it's really it's been a transition for me or a transformation. Um, you know, my kids are twelve. My son is twelve. My my daughter is nine, and um, you know, I went through a period when I started a business and I I got divorced that I learned a lot of lessons and there was a lot of growing that occurred. And fortunately, the kids helped me learn those lessons. So to be able to share through, they're all anecdotes and stories that that maybe a few things that I picked up um, and, and that I didn't expect. And uh, so, so to be able to share some of that, uh, I, there's some areas where I, I think if you were to sit down for any parent to sit down and write a letter or any relationship, even to your spouse or to a girlfriend or a boyfriend, to sit down and write a letter to your kids, an open letter about you know life and where you've been so there'll be some of that i i I hope to bring just some some levity but also something a little different yeah it's funny uh i did that not too long ago i mean i'm probably revealing a little bit more my daughter's school um so i have a a daughter who's a senior in high school 
And uh, not too long ago, one of her teachers sat us down uh, in like one of the first weeks of class. Uh, I think it was, um, you know, her English teacher or something like that and said, write a letter to your kid who's going to graduate in a few years. So I've already done that. Yeah. I have no idea what's in that letter. <laughs> I, I think I've forgotten what I wrote. Well, actually, now that you've said that, I do remember I wrote letters to both the kids when they were born. And I'm not sure those would be dramatically different now. Yeah. I mean, it's an interesting thing. I mean, especially, you know, post-divorce and thinking through like the single dad stuff and co-parenting and all of the things that you have to do. Um, I wonder, you know, I, I feel like I'm a little bit like the elder statesman in the group. You know, I have a, a little bit more experience, but that doesn't mean I have any more wisdom necessarily. I think the people who I've encountered in the Reno Dads, everybody, I've, I've learned from everybody. You know, it's a really good group of people. And, and something that I uh, have to say that um, didn't exist when my kids were their age, even or even younger. Like there was no real forum for it where, where I was living back in Virginia. So how long have you been here in Reno? Well, so I'm born and raised here. Oh, so okay. I, I'm born and raised here. I've bounced around a little bit pretty much for my whole life. My background is in public relations and government affairs, crisis communications. So I've always split time between uh, Reno and Las Vegas. Um, but we're coming up to a legislative session, so it gets a lot less of splitting time. And now I'll be in Carson City uh, quite a bit. But, I, I, you know, one of the things, just like you, Jonathan, is I get to come across a lot of people who are great dads in their own right or, or just dads in their own right. To say great or not is, I think, that's a misnomer. But are dads in their own right. I think one of the things I love about Reno Dads is that it's, it's cool to be a dad. I mean, we embrace mothers so much that I think sometimes we forget the role that dads play. And I also don't think dads, sometimes it's all right to hang a banner on, I'm a dad. Yeah, I agree. I think it's funny because um, I was thinking about this. Uh, well, we talked about this a, a while ago. One of the Reno dads did a um, sort of the bumbling dads story, which is like, it's not fair. I right. mean, it's true. I mean, but it's always like the the portrayal on like these sitcom dads are always like sort of like these goofy guys who sort of you know bumble on through being dads and somehow you know everything works out in the end of the story you know like and it's a little bit you know and of course the moms have it together i mean you know we, we don't want to bash moms I, I will get in trouble for that here but i think that we we know that there's a lot of active fatherhood going on and i think again having a group like reno dads that's sort of really out there at the front of it and trying to really sort of have the conversation and have the events and get the conversation going. And I think that's the that's the thing for me. And what I really like about it and hope to even bring more of it is I, I, I completely agree. The bumbling dad thing, there's no question. My the, my, the, my ex-wife, the, the kid's mom, have has it together. She makes it look easy. Right. And, uh, you know, for me, no matter what time I wake up or get the kids up in the morning, we're always late to school. I could wake <laughs> up at 6.30. I could wake up at 8.15. We'd show up at the same time. We, I, some of that stuff we just can't figure out. Yeah. But it's not bumbling. It's just it's all right to be that way. It's being a dad, and we yeah. share that and, and love it. I should let our, our, our listeners know we do have a couple kids in, kids in the <laughs> studio, and they are doing really well so far. They've been super quiet and super, but now all of a sudden things seem to be funny because their dad's talking. <laughs> From a topics perspective, you know, we we've been looking for more voices, and we're really glad to have you uh, on the you know on the on the roster now. Uh, do you have anything that you're thinking about in particular? Some stories you want to? Yeah, I mean, you can preview a few of them for yeah, us. Yeah, for sure. I mean, one of the things for me is my kids and I have a pretty honest relationship, and uh, I really believe in treating them like adults to the point that I think some people sometimes get uncomfortable with that, uh, in the sense that we don't have a lot of secrets. They know 
sometimes too much about my dating life and uh, and the stories that go with that and sometimes play a role. And, uh, you know, sometimes they're my sounding board and vice versa. You know, the, we were fortunate enough that the kids don't hesitate to talk to me about what happens at school and as they're going through the, all the things that we went through as kids. But I was uncomfortable maybe talking to my parents about where we we celebrate that so but sometimes that makes for a lot of funny stuff i mean i can tell you one time and i'll write more about this uh, uh in in my first article but one time cole my my 12 year old this was had to be three or four years ago uh i had dated a a, a beautiful young lady a couple of times and um i much like today took the kids with me to a work meeting on a on a sunday and we're sitting at a meeting and uh i give Cole, who was eight at the time, my phone to, to play with. And we're having this meeting and I look down and he's got this huge grin on his face. And I went, well, that's a little odd to be playing a game with this kind of cat who ate the canary grin. And I look down and he's got my text messages open and he's texted this young woman, I love you so much, with great punctuation, I do have to say, <laughs> and, uh, and capitalization. And I went, wait, what? And grab my phone and he starts cracking up and all the guys I'm meeting with are cracking up and I'm beat red, scrambling. No, that was my eight-year-old. That was, <laughs> And uh, fortunately, after some explaining, she bought it. But um, there's there's a lot of those kinds of things that have happened. That's good. Yeah, that's good stuff. I think um, it's a, it's an interesting time. I did write an article um, about dating as a single dad. Uh, on, and I think you'll you'll probably appreciate, I'm sure you've, you, you may have even come across it. There was a, a time when, uh, you know, I was sort of really thrown into that. And I think um, it's a combination of things here in Reno being a small town the way it is. I mean, I will say that it's a very interesting thing to see if you're on the dating apps. And I have stopped for a little while uh, to, with those because you basically like your your dating app starts to look like the people you may know feed on, on like Facebook. A, yeah. It's basically right. the same people. It's like, you know, it's, right. there's all these same people. And they're like, oh, I know that person. I know that person. I mean, I mean you know, so you, you sort of like it's such a small town on the one hand. On the other hand, like I said, like I ran into or I ran across and I saw. I saw Amy the other day and it was just sort of a random thing. And I, I, you know, it's such a small town that you just can't help but run into people that, you know, in just about every, you know, just about every part of the town. Which is equal parts awesome and scary, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, we were we were out. Uh, the, 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 I, I am, as you pointed out, dating currently. And uh, we, she and I were out um, last weekend and we were watching a band that both of us have been fans of from afar and sure enough one of the band members during a break came up and said you guys are mike and amy right <laughs> said, yeah and he said i love you guys thanks for coming and both of us kind of went oh, how do we know and realize that it was it's just purely through facebook yeah, facebook yeah. or instagram whatever yeah. you, know, you guys are instagram famous i guess um, all right, so we have a couple things that we have to. Do. So this is sort of the dad spotlight we would typically do. Um, we have a, a couple of a quick questions we want to go, and you know, we sort of try to ask all of our dads who come on the show. Um, so tell us a little bit about um, what was your reaction when you first found out you were going to be a dad? Do you remember that? I mean, I, I remember mine too, but I'm curious what you what you had vividly. Yeah. Um, we had been trying for a little while, and we're pretty sure we couldn't. And so, I mean, very candidly, we're pretty sure we couldn't. And so uh, w one night at about 10 o'clock at night, um, uh, my wife at the time came to me and said, you know, I'm pregnant. And I'm not kidding. I made three separate trips to the grocery store. We were living in this two-bedroom apartment 12 years ago and went at 10 o'clock, grabbed another pregnancy test, came back to the apartment, 
She did that one. Sure enough, showed positive. I went, no way. Turned back and went back <laughs> to the grocery store. By the third time, the manager said, maybe you should just take all of them. Right, right. And, uh, three different back. brands? You went for three different three brands? Three different brands, yeah, just right. to make yeah, sure yeah. there was no errors. Yeah. And, uh, you know, then we just sat in silence. and, and I mean, happy silence. And, and it, it, truly, it's the best calling. I've been very fortunate to live a great life, work great company, work for great companies, start my own company work on some great projects and, and meet some great people. But being a dad is definitely one of the most, I mean, the most rewarding things for me. So from the get go, it was awesome. Yeah. Um, I love that story, you know, cause I think I remember, I think about everybody who went through, I mean, we didn't have as, such a tough time uh, sort of conceiving, but it was definitely one of those things where it took longer than we expected. Sure. Right. And I remember that feeling of like, is this going to happen? And then, you know, I, I turned it into a bit of a science experiment. I was sort of, a, I was like, you know, the one tracking everything. And I was like, I think this is the day. And, you know, that kind of thing. So it was sort of interesting. I mean, I had a little bit of, pro I, I turned it into a project like I do just about anything else, which is <laughs> probably why. I didn't bring any science. I was convinced yeah, was, every day was a day. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah right. Yeah. Okay. There's that. Um, all right. So what's something you've learned from your dad that you think um, is helping you today? Well, number one, work ethic. I think, um, I, I think hard work can overcome a lot of flaws. And my dad taught me to work hard. Um, you know, and it's one of the things that I'll talk about in some of the things that I write because I felt a lot of pressure w as a dad um, w reading how to be a better dad, things like that. Yeah. And it was don't miss a little league game. And it was this and that. Well, that's just not practical. And my dad, I, I don't remember the games he missed. And I know he missed, you know, his share. But I remember he missed, you know, he'd be working. My dad's a physician. He'd work around the clock, and then he'd show up at a game. And sometimes he didn't, or he'd come race from the office in his, you know, full suit or scrubs. And so one of those things for me that I think is carried over that I hope my kids learn is work ethic. And that, you know, from the standpoint of being able to pass that on and learning that hard work beats a lot of things, that's, for me, what's stuck with me, and I really hope I can pass on. Yeah, it's interesting. I think nowadays there's a lot more pressure, right? I feel like, um, you know, my folks never came to many of my events, I can recall. I mean, because was, it was a, just a different time. I, I know that I've been to as many tennis matches and volleyball matches and swim meets. I mean, I don't think I've missed very many. And I know that I feel pretty good about having made that effort. But I also know that it's you know it seems like it's it's something new that you know new to dads in our generation or you know closer to our age that are you know sort of doing that compared to like my parents my parents i don't think they ever you know i mean they came to like one or two sure I, and i think for me it was just i really felt this this that it was a measuring stick and that's that's one thing for me that i really felt like i became a better person and a better dad when i wasn't trying to measure myself against things i read or against other people and if the kids if i was putting the kids first sometimes it means i'll i'll be working or i'll tr I travel a lot so i'll be in vegas and i might have to miss something but that doesn't make it any less for me yeah and so that's that's one of the things for me was that to be a good dad, I have to be able to provide and support and teach my kids. So it's balancing those things. Got it. Yeah, no, that's good. That's good. What do you, um, this is probably a hard one because it's, it's hard to pick out the very funniest thing that these guys have taught you or maybe the thing that you can remember. But you, you had a good story before. What is, the, what do you think the funniest thing is about your father, you know, fatherhood moment that you, you well, I'll tell you. So another, most of these relate with to, to my dating life as over, you know, I've been divorced now six years. So, the kids have been seeing a lot of ups and downs. And so uh, 
we're sitting we, another time. This is another dating story. Um, where we go, and I just started dating another great young woman, and uh, we, we go, and she happened to be working one night. I took the kids to see a concert, and she happened to work at this concert venue and saw the kids and introduced them, and uh, I, Cole looked up at her and uh, said, I mean, the kids really get a kick out of embarrassing me, and Cole looked up at her and said, are you going to be my new stepmom? And she looked and looked at me, and <laughs> so we sat down. This might not be my proudest dad moment, though. We sat down, and I looked at him, and I said, would you stop doing that? And he is just so proud of himself. And I said, because you know what will happen if you don't stop doing this? And he said, you know, he kind of looked at me. I said, I know that you've got a crush on this girl in your school. And he kind of looked at me, and I said, so what happens if the next time I see her, I look at her and say, Oh, this is a girl that you've been talking about that that you want to be your girlfriend or want to, to kiss. <laughs> turnabout's turnabout's fair and play. And he looked at me shocked and said, "You wouldn't do that." I said, "Test me. Yeah, I'll do that." <laughs> and then there's tears. And oh. now it went from this was real funny to now I felt like I said, "No, no, there's no. I would never do that to you. But stop doing it to me." But we've got several of those stories. Yeah, I, I I'm sort of new to this, um, and my kids are teenagers, so I think they are very aware. Of what's going yeah, on. I bet. I bet that's a whole different game. Um, on the other hand, I think they sort of know what they don't want to know. I think they sort of like know that they shouldn't necessarily ask what they don't want to hear the answers You're right. to. So yeah, I don't blame them on that yeah, either. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And it's been interesting to you know sort of run run through that you know again through that world here in Reno as a small town. I mean, I'm from originally from New York, so it's a little bit and and lived in D.C. for a long time. So. This is a very different experience from the you know the cities that I'm I'm sort of you know sort of grew up in. Right. Yeah. yeah. Small town is different. Yeah. Everybody knows each other, and the yeah. bigger this city gets, it feels like the smaller it gets too. It's strange. Yeah. It's a funny, funny sort of set of uh, circumstances. All right. So, what uh, our fourth uh, bit of the uh, spotlight we do is, uh, what's your favorite favorite part? I mean, you've probably touched on it already a little bit. I think you've mentioned a couple of things, but what's your favorite part about being well, a dad? Well, I'll tell you. I mean, candidly, I, like I said, I've learned this has been a transition, and there's some points that I definitely could tell you straight-faced and and very honestly I wasn't the dad I wanted to be um, I, starting a company and and you know learning going through personal challenges and things like that at times I was foggy and um, I wasn't as present as I wanted to, as present as mm -hmm. I wanted to be um, but now the last two years I, I, we have this this trio sitting right here you know these kids when they can look at me and share with me stories from their day or I see how how well they treat each other, how good they are to each other. We have so much fun in that environment where they're just at sometimes they're they're my friends, you know, as young as they are, and we can go and have adventures. That's my favorite part. That's awesome. What do you think? I mean, this is sort of off script a little bit for me, but what do you think the key is um, in terms of the co-parenting that you're doing and how you guys are working that out? I mean, I know that it's not easy because I've been through it, and I know that. Um, there are things that I know that I would do differently or would, I will, you know, I would definitely have done differently, um, you know, over the last couple of years. I mean, I've been divorced now two and a half years. And I think, um, you know, I've learned a lot about, you know, my mistakes. Um, how did you sort of, I mean, you guys have been at it a little bit longer and, you know, they were also a little bit younger when they, when they kind of got into this. So it probably, you know, seems a little bit more like the routine for them. 
it, it, that's that's been the hardest thing for me is that you know the routine is never really sort of established. My know. parents got divorced when I was twelve, mm-hmm. and I I hope I mean that definitely played into a role into even for that matter when we decided to get divorced. We knew it wasn't working for a long time, and um, my ex and I I think she says it too. We get along better now, not married, than we did married for eleven years. Um, but one of those things was was me learning. And, you know, there was a lot of things that I could have been better at. I think she knows she could have been. We're both kids. And it comes back to, I think, anything, uh, any, whether it's being a dad or in a relationship, is as long as the kids are first. And I think for her, she really was certain the kids were first. Um, I don't know what our relationship looks like when the kids are 30 and they don't. But right now, it's a, it's a very um, positive relationship where we both put the kids first. We work well together. My schedule is a little unorthodox owning a business as I'm sure yours is Jonathan. Um, she works, she's awesome about adjusting my schedule and making sure that we get that the kids and I get quality time. We split custody, but it doesn't always work out that way. But for me teaching the kids also, I mean, I think the, the, one of the other things that any dad, maybe the most important thing is to, teach the kids that they need to respect their mother. And for me, that whether she and I get along, whether we like each other or not, they still have to respect their mother. That is their mom. And supporting her in that capacity is one of the most important things I've learned. Yeah. Yeah, so we take that one offline. I think you and I, we have a lot to <laughs> talk about. I mean, I, I think it's a really interesting and it's been fraught for me over the you know couple of years that I've been dealing with it, especially in the newness of being in Reno. I think I just felt like I had everything you know that I knew I mean I've said this to friends in the past you know I woke up one morning and it felt like my life that I knew was a smoking crater like I just it just was gone and so my reaction to that at times was not what I think now I would look back and say oh gosh that was probably not the thing to do and I you know I've sort of put myself in a more difficult more made it more challenging on myself by not like sort of you know changing my reaction or you know sort of moderating my my reaction to stuff so well and like you said i think different experiences also and and obviously different contexts and situations Uh, again very directly and this is something i'm writing about in my first article but and this is a little bit more personal but even with like i said we've got a pretty direct relationship shortly after we got divorced uh there was someone that i was very close with that um in a roundabout way well it wasn't roundabout it was pretty direct said i was a questionable father and I was young, and uh, and the kids were young, and I was working a lot at the time, and I'd started a business, and I was, like I said, I wasn't present. I was there, so I just equated spending time with being present. And um, there were some things I wish I would have done different. So I think that from, from then on, and it's honestly one of the reasons I'm so proud to be part of Reno Dads is because I do finally feel like I'm the parent that I wanted to be and should have been. Right. But that always rings in my head, and that person wasn't wrong. It just was uh, not what I wanted to hear at the time. Yeah, you know, it's really interesting. I think, you know, you get a lot of feedback from different places. And, yeah, I, you know, for, for what it's worth, um, you know, it's taken me some time to really kind of figure out and get into a routine, and especially with my kids who are teenagers and they're already, a, you know, sort of a foot out the door, right? I mean, my daughter just got into college. Like, it's, you know, she's on her way. My son is already looking at colleges and he's thinking about what his life's going to look like after high school. So, like, I can't, you know, I, I really, there's no keeping them down. Right. And so, you know, to say that they have to adhere to a particular schedule or anything like that is, you know, was probably, you know, m- more my projection than it was anything sure. that, you know, the kids wanted. 
you know, that said, you know, I think it could have been it could have been done. And I know I, I do know families that with teenagers who do, you know, sort of do the 50 50 thing and they do it week on week off and it works. And I know families that do it, you know, completely differently. So it's there's no one way to do it, I think. And I think I had it in my mind that it was going to be a structured sort of, you know, sort of way we were, you know, the way we sort of negotiated it through the course of the, you know, the, those proceedings. So, yeah, I, I definitely had a, a lot to learn. Well, I think we all do. I think that's a great part. I think it's one thing. You certainly going and reading books and things like that is that's why I love this. There's just so many different points of view from so many people that are great parents and, and that at the end of the day, it comes down to the relationship you have with your kids. And, and no one else can look at you and say you're a good or a bad parent. It comes down to the relationship you have with your kids, I think. And it's, you know, my philosophy on life is life is messy. I had certainly when I was 20, I never thought I was going to be divorced. I, I don't know if I thought I'd own my own business, I think. And, and now, you know, life is messy, but it could be so much greater than what you think it could be. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Last bit of the, uh, the fast five from our dad's um, spotlight here. What do you think or what do you hope your children have learned from you, will have learned from you by the time they're adults? Like, what is the thing that they're going to take away from your fatherhood lessons? I think, the, you know, the one thing is, is I, I think to treat everybody with respect. Um, I, I think that gets you a long ways in life. That's what you need to, you know, you, you expect respect from people. I think you give respect. Obviously, there's people that uh, I don't like or have different feelings about, but hopefully the kids see that when it comes down to it, you, everyone deserves to be treated with respect. Um, you can choose whether you're going to spend time with those people or how much you're going to be around them, but everyone deserves to be treated with respect. So, you know, and that includes them. So hopefully the one thing, if, if, if at the end of the day they treat everybody with respect or somebody said, yeah, man, your dad, boy, he, he was a goofball sometimes, but <laughs> he always was very respectful. I, I'd take that. Yeah, that's a good one. That's a good one. Well, I'll tell you what, Mike, I think it's going to be a lot of fun having you on the team. We um, we have a great group of guys. I'm, I'm really, I'm, and you know, you've hit on it already. There's no one way to do it, but there's a lot of really interesting things to learn from a, exactly. a group like this. And I, I will say that, and I've said it before, that um, having it as a resource and just as a group of guys and a forum and a community, um, you know, to sort of bounce ideas about uh, off each other. And like when you're coming up with ideas about what you want to write about, like you got another, you got another, you know, sort of single dad in the mix. You've got, you know, you've got, you know, young dads in the mix. You've got, you know, everything in between. Um, and, you know, I'm pretty new to Reno. That's the other thing that I think I bring as a perspective. It's sort of interesting to me is that everything in Reno to me is fairly new. And for you, you've been here forever. Like there's, there's a, you know, sort of an interesting thing for you to see what's changed in Reno around, well, not just fatherhood stuff, but just generally. Well, well, and and another thing that I, I've always been interested in, and certainly I've read some of what you've written for Reno Dads, one of the things that for me is I, I, I do feel very lucky. It's it's a lot better. It's a lot easier to be the dad I want to be because I, do, I also believe parenting takes a village. Right. And so whether it's teachers or coaches or right now I'm coaching Kaylee, I have – no business with my schedule coaching fourth grade girls basketball, but she looked at me and said, Dad, you've coached his teams. You're not going to coach my team. And I said, what can I do here? So I, I'm out coaching, but there's two other, three other dads that have come out to help. And we all looked at each other and said, this is a, this is as much a team effort for right. us as it is for them. So the fact that I know a whole lot of people, it's always been that much easier. Yeah. So I don't know how, I mean, that would be such a different experience for me if I was in a new or newer environment, yeah. um, 
and yeah, maybe didn't have that network immediately. Well, I will say, yeah, it's taken a little bit of effort. I mean, I think it's a combination of things. I think um, a big part of it has been that I got plugged into Reno Dads pretty early on. Uh, I'm pretty extroverted. I mean, it's pretty hard to tell. Um, and I'm also, it's a small town. So I think from the, all of those things, um, and, and it's, it's also, it's interesting because I think when the kids are younger and you're in this sort of grade school environment, it's sort of natural for parents to be really involved in the school. Like it just is. I mean, they sort of expect right. it. By the time your kids are in high school, I will tell you, like I go to the high school, I'm, I'm required to do service hours, but I, you know, I mean, it's only because, you know, my kids are on either the tennis team or the volleyball team or something. And then right. I, you know, I, I pitch in with some time or I do something, but like, it's not the same way as you feel like when you're in, L, when the kids are in elementary school, I will tell you, like everybody's involved and all the parents are there. And I mean, it's just an interesting, you know, sort of difference as they grow. I mean, I the imagine. needs are different. And then the high school, you know, they're like, you know, what are you doing here? You know, I mean, you show up for the games. I mean, you definitely want to go because that's really fun. I mean, I think going to the high school football games and going to the high school like basketball right. and all that stuff is super fun, but it's a totally different like expectation of like what your your level of involvement is. Right. Yeah. Well, I mean, another thing that I'm interested about and in, in talking to, to some of the other dads that are part of this is I think you bring an interesting perspective, like you said, because your, your kids are a little bit older, even compared to a lot of the dads that are contributing. My kids are a little bit older. And yeah. I'll tell you, it's a different people say it. But until you go through puberty and, and hormones middle school, and, and middle school, like yeah, that, yeah, I mean, I, I can there was something and I'll write about that later on. But we had an issue early at school th this year that was was actually at the end of the day a very innocent issue, but it was a big issue. And I remember looking at my ex-wife and just said, this is, my language isn't always the best, but I'll refrain right now. But I said, this is tough stuff. Yeah. I mean, being yeah. a parent is tough because we just didn't, neither of us knew what to do because it was like, yeah. they didn't really do anything. It was well-intentioned, but it was terrible what had happened. So. Yeah, I'm, I, mean, I'm on the, I mean, I'm on the edge now of watching like my daughter finish up high school. So all of the things that we've done for all of the years from school, from the very beginning of her, like kindergarten and elementary, and then like even in fourth grade when she first, or fifth grade when she first started playing volleyball. I mean, like this, all of this is coming to an end. Like, you know, volleyball's done. She's going to do a spring sport and that'll be the end of that. And like, that'll be the end of her high school, like whatever sport she decides to, you know, sort of pursue. And I think, I think to myself, man, like, you know, it's, a, it's an amazing thing to see. You know, you look back on when yeah. they started that sport or when they started that activity. And now, like, high school is about to end for my daughter. And I'm thinking, wow, that's just thinking it's the craziest thing. God, it's so hard to believe. But yeah. also, that's the adage that they grow up quick. Is, yeah. You don't realize how true that is until. Well, and, and, I, and I say it to people. It's like, you know, and everybody said this before. The days are long and the years are short. Like, that's exactly true. That like, is true. That's yeah. a great way. I haven't heard that, actually. <laughs> yeah. And it's, a you know, it's sort of fun to see. And, you know, now, like, like even my son. He's got his permit and he's driving around like this is kooky. Like yeah. I just can't believe it. Yeah. Well, next year's the first year for middle school for for the oldest, so yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm already dreading it. Yeah, it's good. Um, well, Mike, thank you so much for coming in. Um, it's really fun to have new you know new voices in the studio, new voices on the blog. I know that Mike uh, um, and David are excited to have you as, uh, as a new contributor, and we're really excited to see all the stuff you're going to be bringing to the to the Reno Dads blog. Well, well, I couldn't be more thrilled, and I, you know, Mike and David have shared some of the the plans for Reno Dads. So. Um, from events to, to content and things like that. So I'm excited to be part of it, and hopefully we can continue to grow and, and get some more perspectives and experiences and things like that. From There's a lot of, there's a lot of interesting dads in our community.
that, that have a lot to offer. I, I agree. Thanks. Uh, yeah, thanks for bringing that up. I think we're going to try to bring a lot of, of that onto the to the podcast and, of course, on the blog as, as well. So we're looking forward to seeing uh, your, your next couple articles. Great. Great. Thanks, man. Thank you. You've been listening to the Reno Dads podcast on renodads.com. Thanks for listening. We'd love to hear from you. Stop by renodads.com and click on Contact Us and let us know what you think and what you'd like to hear on our show. Don't forget to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at renodads. And subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts. We hope you'll join us here for our next episode, and we'll see you online at renodads.com. 